Coming up, you're about to discover how today's guest increased his ad revenue by simply removing his banner ads. Plus, he shares the messaging that they use to get better engagement with their video ads, how to plan your ad monetization rollout, and finally, why you better have a tracking system in place before you get started. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to double your downloads using ASO? Check out appmastersacademy.com to discover our exact ASO strategies to grow your downloads. That's appmastersacademy.com. CleverTap brings together real-time user insights, an advanced segmentation engine, and easy-to-use marketing tools in one mobile marketing platform. Go check them out at clevertap.com. Dot com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business because I talk to some phenomenal people all over the world. That's a great thing about podcasts. I get to talk to so many great people all over the world, no matter where they are, to help to bring them onto this platform so that we can all collectively learn from them. And today I've got a phenomenal, phenomenal guest. His name is Vincent Meyer. He is the CMO at Zeno Media. Go check him out. It is zenomedia.com, Z-E-N-O media.com. But what they are is they've got over 20 million people in 150 countries listening to radio stations on the Zeno radio platform, making them the fourth largest streaming player in the world. Vincent, your man today, he's in charge of all the marketing, paid organic monetization and product for the Zeno radio apps. So without further ado, Vincent, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Nice to, nice to be here. So Vincent, like for those who aren't familiar with Zeno Media, can you tell us a little bit about the company? For sure. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very uh, interesting uh, example and uh, it's always been interesting for me to uh, tell that story. As I'm, uh, as I'm an avid user before I even joined the company. As you can tell from the accent, I was actually uh, born and raised in Paris uh, and I migrated to the US about 12 years ago. Uh, radio station is something that I grew up with, you know, listening to different shows, different music, different content. Uh, but obviously as I left uh, my country of origin and discovered the, 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 great, uh, the great Americas, sometimes it was hard for me to not have access to shows, content that I was used to, uh, to be able to listen to. Zeno, uh, Zeno Media is actually a platform that has been uh, trying to bridge that gap and helping uh, the immigrants community, primarily in the US, but also all around the world, to get access to their content of origin. Uh, when um, the company started, their first solution was actually allowing someone to call in a phone number and being able to listen to the FM radio uh, from back home. Uh, but as obviously the technology involved, we've been able to offer now uh, digital streaming and lately uh, really focusing in the world of apps. We're actually building mobile application for all uh, radio stations around the world, you know, from countries in Africa, South America, and helping them connect to their users that have left their country. Have you guys focused primarily internationally, I guess, non-US countries, non-Western countries, so to speak, and get them, like, have their radio stations be on your platform? Is that the way you guys have thought about it? 
That's correct. Yes. Okay. So our primary focus was to figure out that there is about 25 to 26 million immigrants at any time in the U.S. And looking at where uh, those people were actually coming from and making sure we could connect them with, uh, with content from home. How are you guys connecting with these radio stations? It's actually a, a, an amazing amount of uh, legwork on the ground. Uh, we have people in most of those countries talking to broadcasters. Uh, depending on the region, we've been starting to put uh, you know, our, a name for ourselves. Uh, and we have a pretty good self-service uh, platform as well. So broadcasters can go and come in. Uh, but we actually have uh, Zeno Media represented in you know, all countries in Africa. Uh, we have a, a very strong presence in the Caribbean and in uh, South America. That's amazing because I love radio, obviously, and I've always, this is my way of not having to go through a gatekeeper and being a broadcaster myself, but I'm always fascinated by how people start the radio stations. So is it hard work to try to get people to like radio station heads to be like, Hey, look, I've got this platform. We can stream your material all over the world. It is. And at the same time, I think you're a great example to show that um, those uh, broadcasting stations have to adapt and have to go and start answering those questions for themselves and for their host. Because if you think about it, the true value of a radio stations is, you know, the voice, you're one of them, but you don't need a broadcasting station anymore. Um, so as the audience has changed, uh, those broadcasting stations need and those broadcasters need and need more and more technology to help them. And you'd be surprised, but there's actually not that many people who try to go and contact them. So they're usually pretty pleased when we go and, and offer them a situation that actually allows them also to make a little bit more money than what they're doing today. Right. I mean, it's that, 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 that tech, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I do know what I'm trying to say. It's just that technology must be difficult because you're going into their platform and then you, you sort of have to get their their content, right? And be able to broadcast this anywhere. Yeah, the, you know, the advantage of uh, the at least streaming audio is it's, it became pretty standardized. Uh, there's obviously a pretty certain amount of cost. Uh, you have to invest in the infrastructure. Uh, but we, we figure out, you know, a, a way of, you know, making it relatively simple for tech savvy or non-tech savvy uh, broadcasters. Uh, you know, they all have, you know, amazing studios to distribute into FM. But when you're talking about tools to do it digitally, uh, Sometimes they're they're much less uh, equipped for it. Uh, so we actually invest in those countries, you know, as simple as making sure the radio station has a broadband connection, uh, that the country uh, has a data center that can actually function uh, when you have, you know, cities where electricity doesn't run 24-7. So we, we do all those ground investments because we believe that we want to we wanna give back to the, to the community. We want to make sure that the origin of the content, the content creators, are receiving support so uh, their voices can be heard uh, all around the world. And to the audience that's listening right now, we are going to get into monetization, especially for an audio product like this. And Vincent's got some great tips on that. But before I do, I want to talk about a little bit more of the podcasting realm. Vincent, like, where, where are you guys headed with that? Yeah, what, what we see is uh, there's obviously a huge fragmentation in the, in the audio space in the sense that Traditional broadcasters have a specific voice. Uh, you know, obviously, when you talk, we work, for example, with uh, BBC or Voice of America. You know, they're brands that are obviously respected. Uh, but inside those brands, inside of those house, really the host is what has been building the the relationship with the listener. Their actual voice, we always refer to the power of voice, is very strong. 
And so what we've, we've, we've been realizing and the broadcaster have been realizing is the way of consuming that voice is changing. It doesn't have to be live content. You're not just going to tune in between 10 to 11 every day because you want to listen to that show. You want to have an option to do it on demand. So we've been developing tools to help um, those uh, broadcasters to create podcasts, to also distribute it, uh, because I'm a big believer that the distribution just inside Apple is probably not the right strategy from a monetization standpoint. Uh, so we're trying to build more and more tools for uh, broadcasters to help them simply create the, the, the podcast, but also distribute it and monetize it uh, better. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. And from an advertising, have you guys started to see, because one of the things that I love, and I love talking to apps who have done it well internationally, I think too many times we focus on the US, the UK, Canada, and all these other countries. But like, I think like, love talking to people who are like killing it in Latin America, right? Like, it's like, oh my goodness, like, why are you ignoring this whole other world? The world is huge. From an advertising standpoint, like, what are the countries that you can help us penetrate the best? Yeah. For sure. Uh, we, we actually, obviously, you know, we have about, I think, 60% of our audience that is, is in the U.S., mm -hmm. but the rest is really all around the world, South America, Afri all over Africa, Western countries a little bit, and we're starting to see some uh, some success in uh, in Asia with India and, and, and Pakistan. Um, but the, the monetization here, what I think has been very powerful is the reason why people have been focusing so much, I think, in the U.S. market is there is a format uh, from, from a podcasting specifically that is working well, you know, what we consider kind of like a read-in, um, but there's not really a, a big success into the world of programmatic audio uh, or even a video monetization. And, and that's what we've been able to roll out with our product is this integration of programmatic into uh, the world of our mobile application, either for audio, for, uh, for content like podcast or video uh, within, within our application. I like it. And then what about the video ads? I know I want to move on to more of the monetization standpoint, because that's what you focus on from yep. the, your, the mobile apps that you guys have. Talk to me about what's working for you from the monetization standpoint. Sure. I think, you know, people have not necessarily put uh, one and one together when it comes to uh, video and, and audio content. Um, but I feel like what has been very successful in the world of, of apps, I've been I'm coming from a gaming background. Uh, I was responsible for a, a big a casual game. Uh, for many years in, in the US, uh, is this idea that if you educate your uh, users on the value uh, and why they're actually seeing an ad, um, they're actually going to be engaging uh, with that ad because they understand that it's, it keeps the, the content free. Uh, and in the world of, of audio, uh, too many times, you know, we've, we've been used to the traditional audio advertising that you were to listen to radio similar to TV. And so nobody has been really focusing on this idea of creating an, an actual experience that explain the role of the sponsor, that explain uh, why the video is here uh, and why it's important for the, um, for the users to not only listen, engage, but also engage with it, uh, which, is, which is a big metric for video advertising. So what we've been doing uh, to be very concrete is we've been using video as a pre-roll monetization uh, for a lot of our programs. So as you want to go and listen to, let's say, your favorite radio station from Ghana, we're going to be able to show you a 15-minute second sponsor that can be bought, that inventory can be bought for advertisers either programmatically or talking to us directly. The interest of doing that is that spot by itself is obviously being consumed by the user as a, the gatekeeper, if I may say, of the content. So you have a very high engagement. 
and it's also it's a feature presentation so the so the so the advertisers get to really be in front of his audience mm. and what we do is at the end of the um, at the end of the ads we actually ask the users to also give us a feedback on uh, the advertisement to see if it was relevant to him if it was relevant to his language if they had anything to say about the product and as a user is just you know fresh in his memories we're collecting some really strong feedback uh, that are a nice added value to advertisers, which are us to uh, get higher uh, CPMs and higher revenue for those placements. Are you using the video ads? Are you like saying any type of messaging? One thing that I, I kind of talked about was Duolingo does a good job of, hey, you're seeing this ad because it helps keep us free. Like, are you doing any type of messaging that says, hey, look, you know, we got to keep this free. And to do that, you know, we got to show you this ad. We actually went one step further, if I may say. Um, we wanted to be able to give two uh, experiences because obviously if people you know, don't care and they just want to get access to the content, you don't want to force them through that funnel. Uh, we have a, a tool that probably most of the people don't have, but in audio it works. We have a completely free solution, which is if people want to go and access the content, they can call a number and listen to the radio station. Now that sounds completely crazy in the you know, digital world of apps and, 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 and web, but there's obviously still an option of the good old phone and calling, and that's always free for all of us. So what we do in our messaging is actually when the users wants to connect to the, um, to the content, we'll give him two options. We say, look, there is going to be, if you press this play button and stay in the app, you're going to be able to see a 15 second video is that we could be bringing value back to the radio stations because that's our business model. We share every, every single piece of revenue with the broadcaster. So you're going to help the broadcasters make money. Or if you just want to get access for free, click here and call that number so you can get access to, to that content for free with no ad interruption. Uh, we haven't even, even rolled out subscription, which is something we'll do in the future. But giving those two options really allow us to go and measure the people who want to support the content and understand that they're, you know, getting something back for nearly free, uh, except they just have to, they just have to engage with, uh, with a sponsor. Oh, I love it. I love that when you put it way, Hey, you know, if you want to support the person that you're about to listen to, right, obviously yes. you're going to be a fan of that radio station, then, you know, watch this quick little video ad and then yep. they'll, they'll, you'll be able to support them at the same time. Exactly. And it's important, as you, as you know, because, you know, your content can be available in, in multiple places. Right. So there is always ways for, you know, people to get access to it and uh, sometimes in an illegal way even, but they don't even know, you know, content can be very easily ripped off on the, on the Internet. So you have to be careful. So in this specific situation, we have to give a chance to say, look, this is this is the right time now to help uh, the person that you appreciate the content for. To actually go and, uh, and 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 make money for for what is giving to you. You know what, Vincent? I love this because I I think about YouTube and I I see these pre roll ads and a lot of times I'm I know that it's happening and I know that you know the the person that is running this ad I you know I'm supporting them but I hate it right? like I don't know why I just I try to skip it every single time and I I always skip it but like for for some reason if you would if using this app and the way you're kind of balancing out, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll watch this quick little, and I'm used to watching ads on yeah. the phone. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll watch this. It's no problem. Like if Steve gets a little bit of money from this, then fine. Like I'll watch this little 30 second ad. That's no problem. For some reason, that's okay with me. But for a YouTube ad, I'm kind of like, no, I'm totally against it. Well, let's be clear, right, Steve? The, the reason I think most of people feel like this is I don't think you feel like if, if Steve has his content on YouTube, if you're watching the ad, you don't really feel like the money is going to YouTube. You is going to Steve. It's probably just going to go to 
Google's Pocket and their self-driving car, you know, doing maps on the, on the streets. Right. Uh, so I think that's also the problem that, you know, and platforms like this have not been known for being good at, you know, uh, generate, giving money back to the actual content creator. And I think that that's a shame because without them, that, those platforms won't exist. You know, it's the same situation with, you know, Snapchat, with YouTube, with, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of those, I guess, aggregation of content, I would say Apple to a certain degree as well, you know, without the content creators like yourself, Apple podcast platform would be dead. So, you know, I think it's important to remind as as a business, who is the one, you know, bringing your, growing your business. And for us, it's really clear that without our broadcasters, we wouldn't exist. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I definitely want to talk to you more about this because I feel like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. And I, as a consumer would actually do this as well. From the, I want to move on to more of the, the app side of things, if we can, and talk about growth there. Like, how are you thinking about it? Because, you know, you said 60% of your users are in the US, but are you guys targeting the US market when you're thinking about growth for the actual apps? Uh, no, so or, or originally, and I have to say, we're one of those lucky, uh, lucky ones. I can't say that most of the people who listen to us is, are probably in the same situation. But we have the most powerful tool of uh, user acquisition, which is the voice of our broadcasters. So we have people that are, you know, speaking on the uh, radio, telling that, you know, if you want to listen to the content, go and download this app. If you're listening on the website, you know, we remind you, you know, you can actually go here and download the application. So we've, we've primarily been leveraging those, uh, those, uh, those audiences and that, and that power of voice as we grew organically. And, you know, by default, a lot of our audience uh, turn out to be immigrants in, in the U.S. So we've been, we've been growing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, we've been trying to grow local audiences when we have uh, a strong host. Uh, so, again, based on the power of their promotions, we're able to do that. Now, on the, on the plan for next year, one of the things that we've been testing is working pretty well as well is obviously the influence of social. You know, we're talking about close communities here. Like, I mean, for you and I to find something to relate when you don't necessarily know a lot about each other is difficult. But for me to relate to somebody that also comes from France is also going to be really easy the first time that I come in. And if I discover something that helped me stay with my community, I'm going to share that with you as a, as a, as a, as a, as a token of, of friendship. So we see that the word to mass is, is very strong on our, um, on our apps. Mm. Uh, and so that's why we think that, you know, social media can also be uh, very valuable. Uh, and I think it's, you know, it's two, it is in twofold. One, levering social media for all listeners to go and share that with their families. But two is also making our, our host and stations to realize the power that they could have over there. You know, we talked to some broadcasting stations that have over a million fans on Facebook, maybe 500,000 followers on Twitter, but they don't promote any of their content or their app. So making them realizing the power of this and how they could actually direct directly uh, create a growth is, is an education process that we've started that, that is seeing some, some tremendous success. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then uh, from the broadcasting standpoint, are you, it's the whole radio station, right? Like, cause they're not certain broadcasters that they could just go exclusively through you guys. It has to be either the whole station or nothing. Uh, we actually have both situations. Most of it is, is actually the whole uh, broadcasting station, but we have situation when one host of a big broadcasting station continue to do is, is show on the primary broadcasting on the pro on the big broadcasters, 
but then it's creating you know individual shows within our platforms got it and then with the video ads or well, a couple of different things i want to move stay on the monetization standpoint are you guys using a mediation platform i'm sure you you said i think you said hey so there are some but then there are some direct deals that you're working with too yes that's correct so from a yeah from a, we use a we use a mediation and we have uh, built our own little uh, video ad serving capabilities as well okay. uh, because i think it's it, for all our listeners it's something that i strongly recommend you can't just rely on third-party mediation. Uh, there is a ton of platform out there. They all do good things, some, a few things very well, and sadly still a lot of things very bad. Uh, but I think it's important to have your control of your own uh, direct campaigns if you can. What happened to the, the bottom ad banner? Mm. This is a perfect example of like, you know, some of the hard lessons that uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of app developers or people in monetization have to go and uh, and realize is, you know, this is a, the beauty of programmatic is it allowed everyone to go and buy your inventory without having to do anything to do with you directly. The problem that most of the publishers, if I may say, were one of them, uh, took a long time to realize is it makes also our inventory commoditized. And the world has changed when, you know, five years ago, most of the people were buying what I would call placement. So you would want it to be to run your campaign on the front page of the New York Times. And now it's moved to a world of audience. You want to buy Stephen Vincent wherever they are. And so if that situation is true, then the question is going to be like, where can I find Stephen Vincent for the cheapest placement available as an advertiser's? and say that I've, you know, I fulfilled my mission. I show an ad to uh, Stephen Vincent. Obviously, that's going to be uh, the bottom banner of, the, of, uh, of an app. You know, that 320 by 50 usually runs in like, you know, the 20 to the 50 cents at best on a lot of those exchange. But because it's always present on all the apps, it ends up being the ad with the most fill rate. Um, and so by doing that, you're actually allowing advertisers to fulfill their goals of showing an ad to Steven Vincent, but at the cheapest placement that they could have bought into your app. So as a lot of uh, publishers, we, you know, it took us a while to realize, but by actually removing that placement, in other words, we saw 40% uh, left on an other format, a three, uh, 300 by 250 or full screen interstitial. Uh, and I don't even speak about the video because that, that just completely changed our, our monetization. But that's really a, a feedback that I wanted to share as like, some of the hard lessons we have to learn, uh, we had to learn into uh, into our, 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 our app business. What, that by removing the bottom banner ad, you're actually able to make more from your other ad units? Is that what the that, main takeaway was? Exactly, that's correct. We, we've increased not only our overall revenue, but our CPM uh, grew up by 40%. Why is that? Because, because like I mentioned, people can go and buy that placement for so, so much cheaper that they're going to focus their efforts on buying this very cheap placement. So you're going to be able to sell, uh, you know, take some random numbers, but let's say you can buy 10 of those placements for the price of one ad on uh, 250. So if they buy those 10, you know, it seems that you're doing good because you see the volume, but actually you could have, you haven't, you're not going to fail that nine other placements on your more expensive placements. I see. So shut down that bottom banners, you're going to like reshift all the traffic on a more high valued format um and you're going to end up being getting much more money oh that's interesting that's very interesting how long did that take you guys to realize 
Uh, it's something that, you know, through my, through my career, I've been becoming more and more aware as I've been spending a lot of time doing yield. Um, but since we, we are buddies, it probably took us about three months uh, to put a, a proper A-B testing in place and, and really seeing those values and being able to cleanly see that 40% uh, jump in, in CPM and nearly like, a, you know, nearly doubling our revenue uh, on, uh, on, on the overall business. Now, Vincent, I know you were the CRO for a you know, pretty decent size, pretty big gaming company. Do you think that is across the board or do you think this like removing this banner ad is specific to Xeno Radio and Xeno no, Media? I, I do think it's across the board. I think it, it's something that uh, I'm hoping people listening to us will start digging into this. Uh, that format just makes no sense from both sides. From a publishing standpoint, if you think about the example I just gave, but if you're trying to put, you know, your advertiser hat, who would want to buy that format? You, it's such a small real estate. You can't really, you can't really think as an advertiser that you're going to be end up showing the true value of your product in, uh, you know, the tiniest little space. Like I used to sell uh, back in a, in another lifetime, you know, real, uh, you know, placement in a, in grocery stores. Like you know, nobody would want to buy such a small space at the bottom of the shelf. But why suddenly everyone has, uh, is where most of the your ad spend is being done as an advertiser is, 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 is also a problem. I see. The, when you, I want to get more of a high level, high level question, but like when you are planning out an ad rollout, how do you plan it? What are tools that you use to measure success? Yes, I think, I think that's something that I, again, came with, with the hard lessons. A lot of the time, people just go and set up, you know, a mediation stack or a new ad strategy or meditation strategy without thinking about uh, tracking a couple of metrics. Uh, you know, you would have asked me this question nine months ago. I would have said there's 20 tools that you can use. Uh, sadly, in the last few months, I have to give it to them. You know, Google Analytics has been rolling out some massive uh, upgrade for app tracking and it's free. It's uh, it's very precise. It's very powerful. So for anyone that you know is advanced or uh, starting in the world of app monetization, it's a little bit of a must, uh, and it's going to hurt you know a lot of uh, those companies that have been focusing into those experiences. Sadly, um, but you have to give it when uh, you have to give it to them when Google does uh, something good. So you know running that running this this uh, analytic platform is important to measure the impact of your user retention, user engagement with the rest of your content, but also being able to tie it to actual uh, improvement into bottom line into uh, actual revenue and uh, increase of impressions. That's awesome. Anything I miss that you want to make sure we cover, Vincent? Um, you know, I think, I think the, 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 the part of the monetization on the app side, again, like I've, that I think people need to realize or I want them to focus more and more is, you know, involve the user. You know, it sounds, it sounds a little bit cliche, but I think, you know, not enough. We start to think about why we're putting ads into, uh, into the mix. And we obviously, a lot of people, I see that as an annoyance, but this is an annoyance for two reasons. Why? One, we don't explain why they're seeing those. And I think that's probably the most annoying things. And two, it doesn't explain the financial purpose of it. You know, if it feels like it's just Google making money on your user expense as a users, like we, we took the example with YouTube, it pisses you off. And so you're going to go and not engage with it. If you explain why this is part of your actual experiences and, and the strategy behind it, you'd be surprised how people actually go and support your business. Like they're here for a reason. You know, they're engaging with your content because they like it, because they trust it. And so I think it's important to be a little bit more clear with the users. It's a, it's a mistake we 
didn't we didn't do enough of that in the desktop world we've over abused it to be to be quite frank on you know putting ads everywhere we could just to maximize the revenue without explaining it to the publishers i think in the app we have a chance to be a little bit more uh, personal it's a true one-to-one connection with a user let's 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 big one up and explain why why we need the help it's a great insight and it's something that you obviously see in the gaming field, right? With the rewarded video, it's like, Hey, double your coin. Yeah. I'll watch a video. And it's like, there's a reason why I'm watching this video. And so kind of like leveraging that same type of strategy of giving them a reason, like a reward, it's leveraging that way too. I love it. Exactly. I mean, you, you haven't seen this whole idea of, uh, you know, ad blocking as much as, uh, you could, you could expect when in, in the gaming world, uh, when like the example that you said is perfect, like we're, we want to go and give you a chance to finish your level. You can go and give us actual money, or you can actually watch watch an ad for thirty seconds. Like it's an experience that you know the users will understand and will decide to this to uh, follow or not. Well, on that note, Vincent, I do want to thank my sponsor because doing a podcast requires a lot of hard work. We actually put on virtual summit. It's a lot of hard work too. And without these sponsors giving us a little bit of revenue to help kind of run the podcast, I wouldn't be able to do it. So my sponsor is clevertap.com. They will help you retain your users for life. They bring, they bring together real time user insights and advanced segmentation engine and easy to use marketing tools to give you the power that you need to deepen customer relationships and bring them back into your app so that you give them a reason to come back and that you can make more money by using what Vincent's strategy about really telling them why they're about to see an ad and how it's going to help the person that is watching it, the person that is publishing it, and everybody in between. So the biggest thing that they'll help you do is, I love this feature. I hope you guys use this, but they'll help. They do ghost push notifications so you can tell when somebody has uninstalled your app and put marketing automation behind that so that when it, when that triggers then you can send them an email and say hey vincent notice that you're no longer on xeno radio can i ask you a quick couple of questions about why you decided to uninstall and that has led to a actually a decrease in uninstall rates for some of their customers so go check them out let them know you heard this on this podcast because it's going to help me out as well it is clevertap.com clevertap.com vincent this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. What is one app we definitely have to check out? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to give a, a recommendation that nobody has uh, ever checked out, but uh, obviously because we're talking about audio here, uh, I have to give a, some something specific to Spotify. It's an, it's an experience I've been using for years, and they're one of the companies that I think did a migration from being a, a desktop uh, business all the way to a, an actual pretty mobile app. Uh, but but to go back to an earlier point, you know, it's a it's a very easy to use, pretty straightforward uh, usage uh, and experiences. Very slick design, and at the same time, from a monetization standpoint, they have a pretty clear goal. You know, their hope is to move you to a subscription, uh, and the reason for move to subscription is because you want to remove uh, an ad experience. But even if you engage with an ad experience, they're going to explain why. Uh, you know, the money is being shared back with some of the royalties for the artist. So I think these experiences really empower uh, the users and each of them can decide the experience that they want to have while using the, the application. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. What is a West, what is a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Uh, you know, probably like I mentioned earlier, this idea of not tracking or not thinking about the, the analytics that you want to go and put uh, against any 
rollout uh, that you want to do in uh, in monetization. Uh, I think it's it's really important to you know set some of those high level goals uh, before you implement uh, a new monetization experiences. Uh, and you want to make sure that you have actually your team is going to be able to look at the numbers and you know focus on metrics that you can actually uh, impact, not just you know top level metrics. Awesome. Well, the website is xenomedia.com. If you, I know we've got an audience, all international audience as well, but if you want to check out the apps, it, search for Xeno Radio into the app stores. You're going to find it there. Vincent, you want to send the audience anywhere else to connect with you personally as well? No, I'm sure, you know, obviously happy to connect with anyone coming from you on the, on LinkedIn. Just say that, you know, you've heard, you've heard us here and you want to go and chat a little bit more. Happy to go and, uh, and talk to, uh, to fellow app marketers. Awesome. Vincent, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.